Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. Alright, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 20. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? hey Big Bad Brent coming to you live from Vegas. A little battered, a little bruised, a little hungover, but we did it. We're through the regular season and on to the playoffs. Let's go. Oh, man, and tonight is the cap of the college football season as well. The entire season, including the playoffs. National championship tonight, TCU versus Georgia. But it's absolutely right. Mammoni Mike, it's great to see you live and in the flesh. We had been having a great time until... I guess I should just... Until what? Until what? Did something happen, Big Bad Brent? <laughs> I, am, I am going to have to look for like some street cams of the Las Vegas trip because it was Call of Duty style out there. I mean, I don't know if you just want to air it out or... Hey, I'll tell you what. We'll do this. Loyal listeners, if any of you can access the Las Vegas street cam system and get the video of me rolling one ankle and snapping my other knee and having to scooch all my ass across the street to safety, I will place a free $100 bet for you. So that's a challenge to loyal listeners because uh, obviously that video needs to be unearthed. Yeah, a little banged up. A little banged up. Got injured here in Vegas. But uh, I got the crutches going. Crutches are super easy to use. I'm faster than ever before. <laughs> and I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good, ready to stack some ched on the college football championship tonight dude we got a doozy where are you at on this one big bet brent oh man we've been talking about it all morning the spread tcu georgia i'm jumping ahead of ourselves but i mean why not this is an off script episode um hey real quick momentous occasion first ever live pod yeah good to see you dude yeah it was great to see you too <laughs> before you died on the las vegas strip last night um but yeah getting back to your question the line somewhere around 13 uh, of course, Georgia favored. We just heard on the ESPN, I totally forgot this morning, Stetson Bennett is 25 years old. He's a grown man. Man he's, among boys. He's older than Justin Herbert. He's <laughs> older than Tua. He might be older than us. I mean, that's like, he might need those crutches, dude. I mean, holy buckets. 25 years old playing in clearly, you know, Georgia's second straight college football national championship game. Um, that's a lot of points to me towards Georgia. Um, I think I like them to cover 13. Also, the over-under is around 63. We talked about that this morning in great detail as well. I think based on the semifinal games, both being such shootouts, Joe Blow, average Joe, is going to be um, also pounding the over. And for that reason, I will most likely be taking the under. But I just hate taking unders because it's like, Un-American, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when, when teams score touchdowns, we need to be cheering. Exactly. Instead, I'll be just, like, hating myself. So, I'm still torn. Mammoni Mike, where are you landing? Well, so, first, on the note of what's the best bet, we both looked at each other when we saw that TCU runs that three-three-five defense. They've only put three defensive linemen on the line. Yeah. You certainly think that given the way that Georgia – you know, runs the ball that they're going to want to, you know, lean heavily on that. And anytime you've got teams leaning heavily on the run game, you definitely 
uh, lean more towards the under. But on the other note, I couldn't agree with you more. The worst thing, the last college football game of the year, the worst thing ever could be being upset every time there's a touchdown scored. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, I'm going to have to ask you as a personal favor not to take the under. I don't want to be with Salty Brent. You know, I want to, I want, like you said, touchdowns, we should be slapping fives, cheering. Yeah. I think just as a, uh, just as a matter of principle, I almost think we either have to take the over or stay off the total. But for anyone out there who doesn't care about being salty on touchdowns, I do like the under. Hear me out. That's a good point. We both can't be salty. I think just like the oven would explode or whatever. Like the meal would definitely be ruined. Um, but hear me out. I just thought of this. Either first half or first quarter under. There you go. And then there you go. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, first. That's half juicy. Under. We take full game Ooh. over. First half under. Scoop. Thread the needle. Oh, Scoop man. city. Love it. Love it. Can you imagine just like jumping up and down and being excited and celebrating? Yeah, well, <laughs> wow, 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 just just, just kick me while I'm down, literally while I'm down. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going uh, to be great hobbling down to the sports book and, uh, and, and cheering on the last college football game with you, man. <laughs> uh, they always have a couple of, like, low-sitting spots at the bar for handicapped people, and... Uh, we're actually going to need them tonight, so that's yeah, uh, we'll so props to the ADA, dude. Hey, remember when we used to go to BJ's Brew House and we like sat oh, down yeah. in the little handicap of the little mini Of course mini I do. That'll be me in the sports book tonight, dude. Yeah. Extra leg room. Let's and go. like, if people are there, we'll actually be able to kick them out this time instead <laughs> exactly. of us being kicked out by actual handicap people. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Props to the ADA for you know getting yeah. those spots and making yeah. sure that uh, equal opportunity, for which now you're going to need. So. Yeah, big shout out. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, anyway, you want to get into Week 18 NFL recap? Absolutely, let's relive some misery. A lot of big <laughs> games. Um, just for, for those of us not following us on Twitter, at It's Lock Podcast, uh, no posh freeze. The, the take that I took, I bet pretty much, I pretty much made 36 bets. Uh, there were a couple that I didn't just because I had already taken them in parlays, so I didn't want to double down. But I just went with a strategy of overs and underdogs. Um, so, like, totals, I took the over on every game and... I took the underdog on every game. And I think I did the math. I ended up, like, up three units. Um, so when you take out the VIG, like, it was essentially a wash. Um, maybe I won, like, one unit. But um, overall, from a betting strategy standpoint, macro, um, it worked. So I'm happy. You know, any any positive profit. And you consider how many drink tickets I got. I probably got, like, 30 drink tickets. Um, beers here are not cheap. So I know that's – it's the little things. It's the little edges. So from, yeah. from that standpoint, um, not too shabby from from, from my standpoint – um, I guess we should might, we might as well start off here in Las Vegas at the start of the weekend on Saturday. Chiefs Raiders, uh, Chiefs they cover, they win, they run away with it, thirty-one to thirteen. The Raiders a disappointing finish to a pretty disappointing season. They have some serious questions at uh, at a minimum at the quarterback level. Um, clearly, I think they're going to be shopping around Derek Carr. Jared Stidham is not the answer. Josh Jacobs, I don't think he wants to be there. He didn't play in this game. He's a great running back. Um, Devontae Adams is he's he's all in. He just wants some stability. But I guess let's focus on the Chiefs. They lock up the number one seed. They drop thirty one in Allegiant Stadium, and uh, yeah, they're looking like a force. What do you think? Yeah, we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum. The Chiefs uh, still look like the Super Bowl favorite. Uh, you know, the, the saddest part about uh, Week eighteen NFL for <coughs> me is that uh, they haven't announced that Josh McDaniels has been fired. Left. Another app, you know, abysmal performance uh, from the Raiders. 
They, uh, they're just awful on all levels. And you're talking about a Chiefs team that showed some cracks in the, in the armor, some chinks in the armor. A lot of teams have made a run at the Chiefs in the last three, four weeks, uh, but the Raiders couldn't do it. So right out of the gate, we have a dog that didn't cover and an over that didn't hit. So the plan to take all overs and all dogs looked a little rough coming out of the gate, but then we go to the second Saturday game. Titans, Jags. Yeah, Titans. And, I, and yeah, you're rubbing it in now, and you were definitely rubbing it in uh, during the event. You'd have thought that like the weekend was ruined because the first game didn't hit, but uh, a lot of games get to. And yes, you're absolutely right. The night game, the Titans do cover, but they don't win. Mike Vrabel and the Titans lose. I think that's like their seventh straight and uh, do not make the playoffs. They finish 7-10. and 10. The Jaguars, meanwhile, with an excellent resurgence, finishing 9-8, and eight, squeezing into that last uh, AFC South division round. So they'll have a home game. Um, they win 16-20, to 20, the under hits, so the over whiffs. And uh, the Titans do cover. Josh uh, Dobbs, I think, is the quarterback. And uh, King Henry kept it close. It actually was like not the Jaguars' vaunted offense that got it done for them, but they had a pick six there in the fourth quarter that uh, – that kind of really sealed the deal there. So Jags 20, Titans 16. See you next year, Titans. What a disappointing finish. I know Mike Vrabel, is, uh, he's going to come back next year. And really, they're also a quarterback away as well. Uh, so I'll be probably taking their over next year too. But anyway, I'm looking forward. You know, Jaguars in the playoffs. I forget who they're playing. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Chargers. Okay, that'll be a great game. Yeah, it would be fun to talk about that one for sure. Yeah, yeah interesting, uh, interesting season for the Titans. To, to finish on a seven-game losing streak is – that would get a lot of coaches fired, uh, but I think the fact that uh, old boy was uh, was injured, um, whatever his name was, Tannehill, yeah, yeah. and uh, that'll probably you know be the excuse that Vrabel you know is able to escape on and, and keep his job. But you know, my question for you, Big Bet Brent, is, is do you really think that Tannehill is the guy? You think that he comes back healthy and can get it done, or do you think that they're going to have to? Uh, I mean, King Henry's not getting any younger. I mean, he's still running the ball with authority, but, like, the clock is probably ticking on the Titans uh, to, like, really, you know, have him as the linchpin of a championship team. Is Tannehill that guy that can get it done with them next year? Yeah, they have a lot of questions that need to be answered, and you're exactly right. That is the first one. The big issue that I have is that, like, you need to make lemonade out of the lemons that is your quarterback. You know, there is... There's just not many quarterbacks. There's there's not many elite quarterbacks that are available. You know, like yeah. what are you gonna try and do? Like steal Lamar Jackson from the Ravens? You're gonna try and entice Tom Brady for one more year? Like you pretty much gotta go with what you got. And uh, kind of like what the Giants did with Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Like you need a special offensive coordinator to really turn a mediocre quarterback into a winning quarterback. Um, not necessarily throwing the ball 50 times a game. So I think you gotta stick with Tannehill. And you're absolutely right about King Henry. Um, he does not have – he's not – you know, he's not going to run the ball 30 times a game and get you 120 yards for 18 weeks next year. Yep. So you got you to gotta draft – you got to draft one. You got to get the tandem, kind of like uh, the Cowboys and a lot of teams are doing. But I do think the Titans would be good next year. I just – I think it starts at the top with a, a good head coach and, uh, and the rest is, uh, you know, anything's possible. So uh, with that being said, let's move to the Sunday slate. And let's just talk about games that matter. And we'll start with Patriots-Bills. The Bills win 35-23, eliminating the Patriots from the playoffs. Uh, the Patriots' season win total was 8.5, so that didn't hit. The Bills finally covered a game. They're looking real strong, 35 points. 
versus a Patriots defense that's uh, that's pretty good. And then I did just hear that Bill Belichick is planning to come back next year, so that's uh, that's I guess a little bit of a silver lining for the Patriots, who you know are used to greatness. You know they're used to being like a lock for the AFC Championship, seeing the Super Bowl. So this is uh, this is tough for them, I'm sure. Yeah, pretty disappointing uh, finish. They controlled their own destiny. They could have uh, won this game and made the playoffs, and uh, they didn't play like it. We said many times throughout the game watching it, Mac Jones is definitely not the guy. He continues to have that deer in the headlights look about him when he plays. That you know the ball just doesn't come out right. We've heard the reports about how the Patriots are only able to utilize such a very small percentage of their playbook. Uh, because of of his understanding of it and, and things of that nature, so, but you know, you continue to work with Belichick, you can develop and uh, and and you know maybe make some strides and uh, and you know turn it around and, and be a much better quarterback next year. So, I mean, I guarantee they're not going to move on from him next year. You know, so whether or not we're sitting here right now saying Mac Jones is not the guy, he's going to give us, uh, he's going to, you know, have an opportunity to prove us wrong. I think. I think we'll definitely see him starting next year, and. Uh, yeah, that'll be that. As far as the Bills, they played tough and uh, commanding win heading into the playoffs. Uh, looks like they're going to be carrying a lot of momentum. Strong team. Going to give the Chiefs a run for their money. Yeah, and there's a lot going on with that game that got canceled. Like I don't even want to get into it about like home fields in certain scenarios because there's potential for a neutral site. But kind of to just like further to your point about the Bills looking really good, I think there's a lot of uh, good issue, uh, good uh, things to take away and move forward, you know, into the postseason. Stephon Diggs finally got straight seven receptions for 104 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen threw for three touchdowns. He actually only had uh, 16 yards rushing, which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, less mileage on those tires, but he still threw an interception. Um, he got sacked twice. Uh, QBR 81.7. That's uh, that's very good. And kind of going back to New England with Mac Jones, three interceptions. He did throw for three touchdowns, but yeah, they do have some serious work. Um, and I completely agree with you that the Bills are <clears throat> going to be a tough out in uh, in the postseason. I think they're the number two seed, mm-hmm. and so they will be at home for a while. So, all right, let's keep moving. Ravens, Bengals, Bengals able to lock up the what's that the the AFC North by beating the Ravens, and they'll actually play the Ravens uh, in the playoffs here this uh, this first round coming up. But twenty seven to sixteen game wasn't ever really that close. Uh, Bengals defense had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Ravens without Lamar Jackson, you know, clearly not the same. The fact that they put up 16 points is pretty impressive. Their defensive line looked really strong. They had Joe Burrow running for his life a lot, and that's just like huge props to Joe Burrow. I think uh, he's a very special quarterback. But uh, yeah, Lamarless Ravens is kind of like a bird without its wings, and they're not going to be able to beat the Bengals. Even if they played again 10 more times, they won't be able to beat the Bengals um, if they don't have them. Yeah. Yep, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a tough rematch for the Ravens. It's almost it feels like a little bit of a joke that they're even in the playoffs. It's one of those type of situations. Now I did read that they think that Lamar will be back. Uh, my opinion is that it's gonna be a real shock to his system to try to come back from an injury and be thrown right into a playoff game against a, a very strong Bengals team. I think they go down in flames and uh, you know might start raising some eyebrows around. Uh, around that ball club as far as uh, making personnel changes, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe they look to trade Lamar, you know, something. Who knows? Anything's possible is what I'm saying, but it's going to be a bad year for him. Uh, that's my prediction that you'll see next week. Hey, just a couple notes. Coming right out of the gate, the first three games, the Bucks, Falcons, Patriots, Bills, Vikings, Bears, all went 
over, but all of the favorites all covered. And in this one, Ravens Bengals, uh, it was a push. So we had our first push of the day. Ravens were plus eleven. They lost by eleven. And uh, that's actually like good for like, hey, make sure you shop around. And just yep. walking the Vegas Strip, I noticed some serious discrepancies in point total. Yes. So like, the fact that you got plus eleven on the Ravens means you got a push. But I actually got Bengals minus nine and a half. One of the rare. Uh, home favorites that I took, and that one cash because I got um, what turned out to be a good line. So shop your lines, sh- folks. Shop your lines. Shop your lines. Um, another spot where had you shopped your line, it should have made a difference, but um, some questionable calls at the end of the game. I'm talking Jets, Dolphins. Um, Dolphins make it into the playoffs. The final score was six to eleven. There were no touchdowns scored. The Dolphins kicked a field goal with like 30 seconds left to go up 9-6 to six there at the end. What a snooze fest. Um, I'm going to try and keep this PG here. But uh, final play of the game, the Jets do like some crazy laterals. And I knew that play was dead when like the lateral got to Joe Flacco. I was like, oh, that's not going to end well. Like That man is slower than you on crutches. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, um, eventually, yada, 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 enough laterals. You get back to your own end zone. They had called it a touchback, so the game ends 6-9. to nine. Uh, Jets plus three and a half covers, but you know you go back to the studio. All of a sudden, they're saying, "Oh, six to eleven. It's six to eleven. They change it into a safety. I wonder, uh, you know, how long it took for the C suites in Vegas to get that one patched over to the refs to change that call. But that cost us some money. Bring, bring. It's the red phone. Someone pick it up. We've got Vegas <laughs> on the line. What a uh, joke. What but, an unbelievable joke. Yeah, this game sucked from all angles because had the Jets been able to beat the Dolphins, the Steelers would be in the playoffs. But instead, you get a severely wounded Dolphins team with. I mean, you can't put Tua back out there. They have no quarterback. They can't even score a touchdown versus a 7-10 and 10 Jets team. I'll be honest, man. There are some really, like, sad playoff games um, in this coming wildcard weekend. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. I mean, the Jets had to put out Joe Flacco. I wanted to look at their depth chart real quick just to see, like, don't they have somebody else? There has to be, like, another person. Honestly, they could have... Uh, they could have put a wide receiver or a running back back there and run a wildcat offense the All entire day. game. All day, 100% wildcat offense. There's no way it could have gone any worse. Can you tell me why they did not start Zach Wilson? Like, literally, he's not hurt. He's just, like, inactive. Why not give him more reps? Like, you drafted him so early. He's young. He's younger than Stetson Bennett by, like, 10 years. Why not give him some reps in a meaningful game? This is the kind of thing that I will never know. I just won't know the answer to these questions, man. Um, this is why I hate the NFL. This is why I hate everything. Enough said. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's talk about the Steelers. They took care of business. They did what they could, but just a little bit of too little, too late, and they did not get the help that they needed, um, like we just said, you know, from uh, the Jets not being able to beat the Dolphins. But they beat the Browns in uh, Amtrak Stadium, choo-choo, 28-14. to Played strong. Yeah. George, uh, I'm sorry, uh... Kenny Pickett is looking really good. He is a, their future quarterback, so like huge props to the entire coaching and scouting staff from uh, the Steelers. Mike Tomlin finishes 9-8. and eight. He has, still has yet to have a losing season. Najee Harris is looking really good. There is so much positivity coming out of Pittsburgh, and uh, like it really like puts a smile on my face. The only thing that stinks is they didn't get a chance to make it in the postseason. You tell me right now, Mad Money Mike, if you're any other team in the AFC, would you rather play the Dolphins or the Steelers? Come on, man. That's not even a question. The Dolphins being in the playoffs is an absolute joke. At one point in time, Tyreek Hill just like threw his helmet and gloves off on the sideline in disgust. Like He didn't even want to be there. 
I don't even know who they're going to roll out in the playoffs. I've heard it's going to be like Skylar Thompson. The line is like oh, minus 27. It's the biggest <laughs> line in playoff history. Yeah, the Steelers uh, have all the momentum right now. They're playing strong. T.J. Watt, absolute force. And, you know, watching this game, T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as much as I hate to say this, like Deshaun Watson has talent. Like he is able oh, – I know I hate – I said I hate to say it. I prefaced it by saying how much I hate to say it. But – he has the ability to, you know, scramble out of the pocket and still make throws. He is the type of quarterback that could give a defense fits, but the Steelers were able to contain him all game long. TJ Watt on the line is an absolute force. Nobody wanted to play the Steelers. If it was not for the Jets, do the Steelers could have been like a, a white horse, uh, dark horse, uh, you know, contender oh, yeah. to go deep. They they really but you know what they'll do is they'll they'll take that momentum. Uh, they'll carry it through. They'll start getting guys healthy right away, and they will have a good year next year. Uh, tip of the cap to uh, Mike Tomlin. I uh, recant my earlier statements. You are, in fact, welcome on the pod anytime. <laughs> uh, well, he's not getting fired anytime soon, so. Um, Special guest. That will be seeing him. But yeah, let's, the only reason I want to talk, moving on, the only reason I want to talk Chargers-Broncos is because, it, first off, the, uh, the overhit, so props to us. Um, but because the and the tra- dog and the Chargers were a dog, five points. So they also covered. There we, you go. We get over and a dog cover. Yeah, props to us. But the, I'm just pissed off at the Chargers. They had they were locked in for the six seed. Like it did not matter. Um, I believe it was six seed or fifth seed. Whatever position, like the game was meaningless. They played all their starters and like Mike Williams is hurt. I think there was another injury as well. But just like complete mismanagement, like. Little things like that make a big difference. You realize the Chargers were garbage until they got healthy again, just like three, four weeks ago. Bosa came back. The wide Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both came back. Herbert's, you know, uh, ribs continued to heal. They're a force to be reckoned with. Now it's like they're just taking three steps backwards for no reason at all. We've talked about this so many times. We, I, I am. You'll never meet a bigger advocate for just rest the guys and that idea of like, oh, but then they won't. Uh, They'll be rusty or whatever. Like, these guys are pros, man. Like, it's just not going to happen that way. They need the rest. And just think of it, like, as a bye week. You don't just, like, automatically assume that a team is going to somehow lose after the bye. And, in fact, the opposite. We usually say, like, when teams come back from the bye, they perform well. So, mm-hmm. resting all your starters is not going to create rust. It's just going to create rest. And the Chargers blew it. And now everybody's injured, and they'll lose by a billion. See you next year. <laughs> I do still – well – I might have to double check like how bad all these injuries are, but I do still like the Chargers. I almost like Chargers Steelers. Almost put in like the same camp. Like people don't really want to see them. Um, kind of switching gears though to like a success story is the Giants versus the Eagles, and I'm talking about the Giants. Like Coach uh, Dable is like an excellent head coach. Should be probably in more conversations around Coach of the Year, but they were locked into their spot and they sat all their starters yep. because the game didn't matter. Yep. So you didn't get any miles on Saquon Barkley. Yep. Daniel Jones didn't throw for any passing yards, so check that lock of the week. <laughs> um, and they still covered. 16-22, to 22, the they Eagles covered, were yeah. able to lock up the one seed for the NFC finally. So props to the Eagles. They played Jalen Hurts. Um, I thought that was a interesting. I didn't think they needed to. I thought they should have pulled him earlier um, because the Giants were clearly resting like it was all over the news. So if you can't beat the Giants' backups with your backups – then I'm not too sure sure you should be allowed to be the number one seed. So, nevertheless, props to the Eagles and to the Giants. Uh, see you both next week. Yeah. Well, not the Eagles. They'll be on by. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they were able to really put it together, man. Um, 
you know, in terms of a season, get into the playoffs, tip of the cap for uh, resting the players like we were just talking about. And it'll be interesting to see, man. Uh, you know, obviously Daniel Jones doesn't have any playoff experience, so that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to hold him back a little bit. But we typically talk about when teams, everything changes in the playoffs. You know, that, that win or go home situation, like the guys want it so bad, all of a sudden they start smelling trophies and rings and glory and, they play hard, man, and teams really dig down and find a deeper gear, um, you know, than they have in the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see what the Giants bring in that regard. But uh, you know, tip of the cap for making it. They're there, and their players will be rested. As far Kudos as the Eagles, indeed. yeah. As far as the Eagles, number one seed, uh, you know, they're a tough team. You know, they 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 certainly are not peaking though. I will say that, you know, like you they, they peaked d- already. Yeah, the Eagles are very much a team that like peaked in the first third of the season and then did just kind of spotty here and there play and have not been anywhere near what they were that first third of the season, kind of going into the second third. That was where they peaked. But again, Hear me out, though. Hear yeah. me out, though. I think that's based on the injuries. Jalen Hurts was out. You know, they lost two straight. They almost lost three straight, but they won today. Yeah. They had some uh, injuries either on the O-line or the D-line. I forget which one. Yeah. But Hear me out. This NFL season with the extra week in the playoffs, there might be room for a double peak. You know, oh for sure. Like they peak, but then oh, the injuries start to kind of you know take over. Then you get the little trough, but people get healthy again. That second peak, it's almost like you know a new high in uh, I don't know, like Bitcoin or like weed stocks or something. <laughs> well, this one could actually happen, but um, yeah, no, I agree with you. And they'll have the bye week. They got the number one seed. They'll be playing at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look out for the Eagles, man. They could, uh, they could really, they could really go deep. Okay, so this, uh, I guess I'll hold this point, but um, because it involves this team here too, um, Cardinals, 49ers, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers uh, lock up the number two seed, 38 to 13 over the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals so bad that they fired Cliff Kingsbury today, and uh, that's ten, this is ten months ago. Cliff Kingsbury got a like seven-year contract extension. So I saw, and this was from like Ian Rappaport, like a legitimate like NFL reporter. He said like it's more likely that Cliff Kingsbury is gonna be like on an island in Ibiza before he coaches on another NFL team. So um, yeah, the Cardinals just like a true uh, catastrophe of a team uh, right down there with the Bears. But uh, 49ers looking great. Brock Purdy threw three touchdowns and no picks. Um, not only do they have Christian McCaffrey, of course, and Debo Samuel should be healthy for the playoffs, but also Elijah Mitchell is another great running back. So they've kind of got that uh, that tandem in the backfield. He had two touchdowns today, but yeah, 49ers 13 and four, looking real good. And what I wanted to finish was that we need to place a massive bet on NFC Conference Championship game. It will be the Eagles versus the 49ers. Well, as long as they, as long as the path allows that to happen. Well, it's a one versus, it's a one and two seed. Okay, so, as long so as that's they keep the path. Winning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, well, but it is going to be Purdy as the quarterback, right? Doesn't matter. Okay, but it is worth noting that he's a isn't he a rookie? He is. He was like the last pick of the draft. Dude, I feel like rookies in the postseason, he does not something you see too often. Like he's going to feel the nerves. He's going to feel the nerves, but he has such an amazing supporting cast, man. Yeah. God, the 49ers play good, dude. Poor Cliffs Kingberry, man. The look on that guy's face. <laughs> I like they had like a, a picture of him at the. Little like press conference or whatever, and it's just like of no fault of his own, 
you know, they try to make Kyler Murray like, hey, listen, man, as part of this like massive contract, you're gonna have to like commit to some, you know, watching game film, like, you know, be serious about this. No, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want to watch any game film. And they're like, okay, okay. And then he plays like an absolute dog turd all year, sinks the team, crushes morale, toxifies the locker room, and, <laughs> and Cliff gets fired. Poor Cliff Kingsbury just like gets shit canned at the end of the year, dude. It's so messed up. Dude, life's not fair, dude. Dude, the Cardinals are an absolute dumpster fire of an organization. They will be bad from now until like the next thousand years, dude. The next millennia of, of failure. Hey, guess who took their team total over at the beginning of the year? Not me. It was me, man. God oh. damn, dude. I'm sorry. Dear loyal listeners, I really hope you faded I think I out. might have too, to be honest with you. I, think, I can like hear myself like, oh, Colin Murray is like a generational talent. <laughs> God. It's so crazy because like think back of highlights of like him. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he had some moments. I was there when they played the Raiders. In that crazy. Uh, Week two. Wow. They, they got blanked in the first half. Raiders were up like 20 nothing. Yeah. Storm back 23-20 or 26-20 or some BS, but yeah. yeah. It's it's any it's, given Sunday. It's a wild thing. Well, anyways, Cliff's going to get his money, you know. Yeah. So, like, I'm sorry you got fired, but like you said, go find that island. Go find Ibiza and uh, sip a few martinis and forget all about it, man. But, yeah, 49ers, great supporting cast on both sides of the ball. Great coaching. Uh, Brock Purdy could certainly break the mold and be the first rookie quarterback to uh, – you know, win a Super Bowl. Made up stat coming in right now. Yeah, totally. I was just, I was just like, as I was saying it, I was just like, I felt like Joe Biden there, dude. I was just like saying random oh, words. Oh, All right, oh. edit, edit, edit. Oh. <laughs> All right, we better keep moving before uh, we lose half of the audience. But um, yeah, let's talk about a game that kind of sunk our battleship. And I'm talking Rams Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks win it so. in overtime, 19 to 16. Sadly, the over of 41 and a half does not cash. I don't know how. I mean. Baker Mayfield, man, he like tricked me. He tricked me. He's so charismatic, dude. I thought for sure that they were gonna put up some points. Um, also, I thought Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I mean, Kenneth Walker the third was back. I don't know why this game was not more high scoring. And my wallet is our both our wallets are like not nearly as full anymore. But the Seahawks do get the win and then just uh, snuck into the playoffs thanks to the Lions winning at the night game. A little spoiler alert there. But the Seahawks are in the playoffs, man, Money Mike, and that's another another travesty here on the NFC side. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really tough game, dude. Yeah, like you said, now our wallets, just like my soul, completely empty, dude. <laughs> Nothing to show for an entire year's worth of just shoveling money over to you, just gone in an instant. I mean, you know, what are you going to do, man? And, you know, I think who let you down more so than Baker Mayfield is Cam Akers. Where was that explosive running ability? Dude, Cam Akers put up like 70 fantasy points or something bonkers, you know, and then he just... He wasn't able to get it done, and uh, same really with the Seahawks. I mean, a 16 to 19 game is pathetic. Should have been more high scoring. Uh, we had a couple outs. We had like a one outer. <laughs> we had a one outer at the end of the game. There had been a oh. first possession field goal, followed by a, another field goal in overtime. Would have kept it going, followed by a touchdown in overtime. Well, I tried to will it into existence. <laughs> well, let's also not forget that like they missed a 41-yard field goal at the end of regulation to even give us that chance. It's yeah. like we hit a one-outer, and then we still needed another one-outer. I had this like vision, like when that last field goal in regulation doinked, and it was going. To, I, just, I somehow thought I did it, yeah. but then immediately <laughs> the universe just laughed right in my face. Yeah. Uh, usually I'll pull up the box score to like check out some stats, but I'm just so pissed that this game is like I want to move on like as soon as possible. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, so um, so Seahawks uh, will now 
face the 49ers in the playoffs. Obviously, we'll talk about that, but uh, with a limping in victory to, to make it happen. Yeah, and then like you said, uh, you know, Lions-Packers, another sad situation for us. Unable to stack some Ched because we got we got caught up in, uh, in, in you know, the silliness of the, the parlay. The appeal of the parlay gets you every time, man. We knew that the Lions were going to cover. We knew, you know, the Packers have been playing bad all year, even though they, like, had some some shine at the end. It was manufactured shine on account of the rig joke league. But uh, but the Lions had been playing so strong, and, and they made it happen. Well, they, I took the Lions. I had the Lions plus well, that's four what I, But that's they what I was outright. saying. But then we, we got caught up in over this and then under that. And we yeah. couldn't get, you know. We parlayed it with overs, and that's what cost us. Yeah. You, you, you just, I will say, though, I do want to, like, at this moment in time, give, like, a personal thank you to Dan Campbell for eliminating the Green Bay Packers and Aaron yeah. Rodgers from the playoffs. I really, like, for losing so much money that I did, I really have never been happier. I'm so happy. And now I'm hearing, like, oh, is Aaron Rodgers' last game either with the Packers or in general at all? Because, like, he kept on to his jersey. He didn't, like, swap it with somebody else. He's like, I'm going to hold on to this one. Like, oh, God. Just, like, I hope I, – I don't know why I hate him as much as I do, and I think maybe a little bit is, like – overreaction just based mm-hmm. on recency what's been going on but I really just hope it happens quickly and just like get over with let's not drag this out and just like go retire and like go host Jeopardy and oh, get out of the NFL landscape I couldn't agree with you more but I think that uh, you know if we were uh, betting men not saying that we are but if we were betting <laughs> men I think that we see him now the question that I have is like do you think that he like insists on like playing for like a storied franchise, like some big name thing, like you know the Jets or something like that, or is he willing to like maybe step in and try and get the Titans over the line? Like we were talking about that. Whoa. Does he maybe try to swoop in and save um, Arizona, and then Kyler Murray starts getting shifted around? We know that there's going to be off season fireworks. We- I'm telling you right now, I would rather trip on a crack on a Las Vegas strip <laughs> and bust my ACL and ankle at the same time and be have the most ferocious pain on me then talk about Aaron Rodgers' future. Good call. Moving on. Yeah. F Thank God. Yeah. See you later, Packers. Yep. Thank you, Lions, awesome. for doing that. Even though you're not in the playoffs, you just secured the Seahawks their spot. But um, there you go. The under hits and uh, the Lions win outright. Another dog covers. Lions. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look. We do have some playoff games coming next week. Let's go. Hey-o. Playoff action. Super wild card weekend. I think you looked at it. There's two Saturday games, three Sunday games, and a Monday game, right? That is correct. A Monday playoff game. I think, if I remember correctly, I think this is a new thing. I think that the NFL wild card weekend was always a Saturday-Sunday. I don't think they ever did a Monday game, so I think this is something new they're doing. How could they do that? Like Rest is a real thing. We were just talking about it. Like, teams will throw out their starters to try and win a game for an extra week of rest, and, like, days matter. I know everyone, like, all players hate Thursday football games because of the short rest, and now in the playoffs they're doing Monday games? They must be making the guys that play on uh, Sunday have to go the next Saturday. So Mm. those guys are only going to get six days. And then Bucks Cowboys will go Monday to Sunday, so that they'll also get six days. That's how they would have to do it. Because how could you, how could you turn around and make them go Monday Saturday? Only you know, if they cared about equality, which they never have. Yeah, that's what they would do. Yeah. And I tell you, man, like the last thing the winner of this Bucks uh, Cowboys team game needs is like a, a rest disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. It's so. unbelievable. But hey, either way, 
good news for us is we've got football. We've got playoff football three days in a row. Heck Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Heck dude. yeah, dude. Absolutely. God bless the hey. evil empire. Yeah, dude. God <laughs> bless the evil empire. Dude. Turn the screen time on, put the kiddos in the corner, and buckle in for some football. Uh, well, let's get right into it. We'll start with the sun, uh, Saturday action, 135 in the afternoon, uh, which is West Coast, so it'll be an afternoon game for the rest of uh, America. But the Seattle Seahawks limping into the playoffs with that overtime win uh, versus the Rams heading to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who I guarantee you are going to punch them so hard in the mouth. Ten points is going to feel like oh, the halftime spread. Anyway, the spread is 10. The over-under is 43, and the 49ers are at home. Um, ten points is not nearly enough. Uh, this line should be closer to 14, so I'm rolling with Brock Purdy and the 49ers. How could you not? Yeah. How could you not? I mean, I don't know if this is because, like, it's the playoffs and then, like, they don't really know, like, what to do with the lines, but I am not kidding you when I think that the the appropriate line is 16 and a half. Yeah. I really think that the, the 49ers, uh, you know, win this going away. They're, they're healthy. Everyone's looking good. You know, the Seahawks weren't even able to barely get it done against the Rams. It makes no sense. That also might mean that's a trap. We often see, you know, things that don't make sense, but hey, man, gun to the head. I'm taking it. 49ers minus 10 all day. I gotta say, like, I'm really happy that you're with me on the 49ers because if you had gone with the Seahawks, and like, that's how I know that like you got a concussion yesterday. Yeah, I mean, dude, I am I am beat up. I am beat up from the from the I'm beat up from the feet up, dude. There's no doubt about that, man. Um, but even despite uh, the fact that I'm only half of a man, I'm still. I'm still in it enough to know that the Seahawks cannot cover this line. <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. Absolutely not. All right, let's move to the, uh, the 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 late afternoon game, or if you're in the rest of America, the night game. This will be the Los Angeles Chargers heading into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Um, Jaguars at home are one-point underdogs. Over-under is 47.5. I got to say, we, we did kind of talk about that um, earlier in the recap. I really look like this game. I'm looking forward to this game, and I'm taking the Chargers. Uh, minus one. Um, they're going to win this game running away with it. I think the Chargers are the real deal. And unless they're injuries that I haven't had a chance to look into are just, like, totally devastating. Like, I'm assuming Mike Williams is going to play, even if he's, you know, uh, not 100%. But uh, give me the Chargers minus one. Well, he was carted off. Oh, I didn't, know, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he was carted off. And uh, so Mike Williams and then one of their linebackers. The linebacker. Not Bosa, though, huh? Bosa re-aggravated his groin injury, but I haven't seen an update on. Oh my god, whether or not dude! The groin Come injury. on, man! Fire Brandon Staley right now. That's I, unacceptable. It's the worst. I can't. Even, Sean Payton, get in there, man! I can't even talk about how bad it is. I mean, they did. You know, they they rested That's... their starters. So they asked him about it, and he said these are these decisions are super tough. He's like, we don't have you don't have unlimited players. You can't just like only play your best. That's what he tried to go with. I know, but it's like well, how did the Giants do it? Exactly. Yeah, so, like you said, just roll out a, a running back and play wildcat. The game does not matter. Doesn't matter. You could just forfeit if you wanted, like simply whatever. Just, That's not a bad idea. It just doesn't matter. So um, right. it'll be interesting to keep an eye on Bosa because you know we've talked a lot about this. We know what the Chargers looked like when their guys were injured. Uh, it does, certainly does not look like Mike Williams is going to be able to play. And then keeping an eye on Bosa's injury is going to be a big deal. I think if Bosa's out, I think if Bosa's out, man. You know the Jaguars. Do the Jaguars look good? They they really are able to dominate the line on both sides of the ball, O line, D line. You won by four points versus Josh Dobbs. You, know, you can't be that good. 
That's a good point. You really can't be that good. I think maybe the lesson here is like, we got to stay tuned to injury updates and maybe don't wait to pull the trigger on, on this, uh, on betting on this game until later in the week. Yeah, certainly, definitely. But uh, it is the gun to the head segment, so I'm going to go ahead and take Jags plus one. There you go. Book it. All right, let's head to the Sunday slate, starting off with Miami Dolphins heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Of course, you're going to, you're going to see who's quarterback for the Dolphins. I mean, I can't imagine them putting Tua back in there, but you never know. Right now, Bills are favored by 11. That can't be. That means Tua's out. And then the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, normally, I would say, like, the Bills suck at covering. They did cover for, like, the first time in six weeks last uh, yesterday. Um, but, I mean, if the Dolphins don't have Tua, 11 points seems tasty. Um, it is playoff football, so there's no holds barred. Man, this feels like, uh, I don't know. I, I like the Bills minus 11. What do you think, Mike? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the gun to the excitement. You, we have no choice. We have to take Bills minus 11. You just simply cannot risk your life on the Dolphins right now for any amount of plus. What's his name, like Skylar Thompson or Skyler something? Skylar Thompson. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I feel like he should be in, like, Bitcoin or something. That's. I think that is a Bitcoin. <laughs> Interesting total on this game. 43.5 seems a little bit low for a Bills team that just put up 35, 35 points by themselves against a good Patriots defense. Uh, I kind of wow. like, yeah, I like the over in this game, but that's probably a little bit too obvious. If I like the over, you know that means the under hits. Either way, gun to the head, give me Bills minus 11. Dude, what I like there, parlay that over 43.5 with Bills money line minus 540. You get a nice, like, plus 125-er. There you go. There nice. you go. Nice. All right, New York Giants heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings at home favored by three. I can't touch the Vikings, dude. Like, I would rather bet on Daniel Jones. Um, definitely give me the three points because the Vikings win. It's not going to be my more than one score. So, uh, give me Giants plus three, and I can't believe I just said that out loud. Yeah, dude, the Vikings are the crack in the Las Vegas strip of football teams, dude. Like, you just don't know when it's going to show up. And if it does or doesn't, depends on whether or not you're able to, like, continuously, like, be physically able or not. I mean, I, the point that I'm getting at is, like, a better's worst nightmare, man. An absolute better's worst nightmare. You have no idea what Vikings team is going to show up at any given time. So... I don't know. This is a big buyer beware, man, but they are at home. They have played really good at various times. It is going to be the playoffs. At various times. <laughs> Not is. anytime recently, I'll tell you that, dude. Yeah, that's for they sure. They are awful. God. But they've also <clears throat> beat teams like 60 to nothing like many times this year. No, no. They're like 13-0 and 0 oh, in one-score games. They have like blown out two teams. Yeah, well, that's 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 what I meant. I'm saying like they it has happened, like we know it's in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were historically bad for their record, like historically, like set records for how bad they were. Listen, relative man, to their record. So anyway. I don't care if the Vikings win by a million, but if you bet right now, Vikings minus three, I'm shutting this off right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. We're taking that to the track. Uh, uh, no. I, we'll take that to the track. Wait, you took... I thought you... What did you just take? Giants plus three. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. All right, well, then we can keep talking. You can't, you can't take the Vikings, dude. They're too bad. They're too bad. Yeah, Giants plus three. And, you know... Yeah, absolutely. You're getting points. Yeah. In the playoffs, Saquon Barkley against the Vikings. So, yeah. 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 You're getting right. points. 
You're already winning. I thought you were going to take the Vikings. When the game starts, you're winning. I was going to have to pause this pod and be like, dude, we're going to have to edit this. No. You cannot take the Vikings on this podcast. Smash your phone. Just break your own phone, dude. And then slice my throat with the shards. No, dude. I was just going to like flick your knee, dude. It costs you so much pain. Please don't even look at it, dude. Oh, all right, let's head to uh, Ravens Bengals. Is another rematch. It really depends if Lamar is going to play or not. That spread is six and a half. Um, it was six uh, yesterday, but J.K. Dobbins didn't play yesterday. He's going to play this week. Um, I gotta say, man, that Ravens defensive line kind of scares me a little bit. I know Joe Burrow can like routinely make magic, but um, uh, <clears throat> it's it's tough. It's tough. I'll probably take Bengals six and a half, but you just feel you know I me. Mean? You just feel this game being close and like Ravens covering but still losing. And the other thing I feel is that every single person you know, including your two-year-old son and my two-year-old daughter, will be betting on the Bengals. All of them, everybody, hundred percent of the bets, a hundred percent of the money yeah. is Bengals minus six and a half. And you know that, that is never a good thing. Yeah, this might be an anti-bet. Definitely looks like an anti-bet thing just because we watched the way that Ravens defense was playing. And any time that you play a team in back-to-back weeks, you're gonna, yeah. you know, you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna learn some things. And uh, but I mean, but the same goes both ways. Is that like in theory, like well, the Bengals will like have learned some things. So it's hard to say. But you know, we talked about this. I mean, you know, and here we are, like talking about this as though this game was close. It wasn't. They won by eleven. Yeah. You know, they just won by 11. But then Lamar Jackson, I'm, I'm reading that he's going to come back, or he's telling people mm-hmm. that he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. But some people are saying that they don't think he is. But he's telling people they are. So a little bit of tough, little bit of tough news uh, to follow in regards to this game and Lamar coming back. So it's a buyer beware situation, and you got to keep on top of the headlines. But I just think as betters, we know what happens when something is so obvious. And because of that, and because of the way that I saw the Ravens defense playing, I actually am going to go ahead and take the Ravens plus six and a half. Yeah, I like it too. It's a little bit of an anti-bet, yeah. but there is some you know good supporting evidence around that. Um, I was going to say like, oh man, you're right, playing each other twice in a week. You learn from it, you learn from that, so take the under 43 and a half, but then we'll check that Dobbins is back, Lamar is back, uh, Ravens going to have more offense. Maybe that tends towards the over. Um, so I guess all that being said, I have no effing clue what to do with the over exactly. the under. Exactly. Um, yeah, let's move to the Monday game. Cowboys heading into Tampa Bay, taking on the Buccaneers. Cowboys are favored by three. On the road. This Dude, I really don't think the Cowboys are a good team, but I tell you right now, the Buccaneers suck. Um, I'll lay the three. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, you have to, man. You have to. Dude, the Buccaneers are just simply not good. And I think, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. Mike McCarthy, dude. Oh no! Oh no! Dude. Can they? Can we just eliminate both of these teams oh, right now? Oh man! I can't take either of those guys, Tom Ooh. Brady or Mike McCarthy, dude. Mike McCarthy can <clears throat> single-handedly sink a ship, man. He is—he uh, is an absolute liability. This could be a close game that comes down to some decision that needs to be made properly at the end. That won't and, happen. And he totally tanks it. Yeah. But the Buccaneers have been playing really bad, and I think. Oh, hey, now one thing to keep an eye on is Michael Parsons. Is He's he, hurt? Well, right, isn't he? Something? Is he okay? You're the Adam Schefter of this podcast today. I have not had a chance to do any injury uh, reconnaissance. Yeah, we are, uh, we, are, we are severely hungover, folks. That is something that needs to be, uh, that is something needs to be known while listening to this pod. But we should also mention that like, we're not sponsored by Z-Biotics, but like, if you ever drink booze and get hungover, like, you should take a Z-Biotics because it will reduce the severity of that hangover. Yeah, it's a different kind of hangover. It's just more of like a foggy... 
you know, just like classic foggy, been going at it for a few days, but there's no headache and you yeah. cannot beat that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Parsons was removed from uh, the team's injury report and, um, you know, looking good. He had, he had injured his hand, uh, some sort of a hand laceration, and he went with like the club over his thing. But anyways, he appears to be fine. So, yeah, I think that Michael Parsons coming after the old skeleton man, Tom Brady, Actually, I think Micah Parsons, I'm going to go ahead, hot take, Micah Parsons ends Tom Brady's career in this playoff game. Tom Brady does not finish the game. Whoa. Yeah, just snaps his vertebrae, snaps him right in half, dude. Wow. And it's kind of like, that's when we're going to see, like, uh, it's like one of those things when you, uh, you know, when you, like, 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 you know, like when you kill a White Walker and they, like, turn into dust, you know? Like, <laughs> like whatever like whatever magic Tom Brady's been using, dude, Michael Parkins just snaps him and just turns into dust on the field. Disappears on the field. Right. And then yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got, I have to take uh, Cowboys here. You know, similar to the Vikings, they've been wildly inconsistent, <clears throat> but they have played really well at times. The Bucks, on the other hand, have been on a downtrend for a long time. It's an absolute shame that they're even getting to host this at home as a playoff game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of yeah. ridiculous that they're even in here. They're only in here because they won their division, the worst division in the history of professional sports. Can uh, you disband a whole division? I think that, I think that a rule change, yeah, you know, should take care of that. I hate year. to say that because the Saints are part of that, but at the end of the day, that the NFC South was a true, you know, black mark on the league. Yeah, it was so bad. So, so yeah, go ahead, give me the Cowboys plus three on the road. Hey yo. All right, that is going to wrap up our Super Wild Card Weekend Look Ahead. Mad Money Mike, that leads us to our signature segment, Locks of the Week. All right, kicking it off. We both lost our Locks of the Week last week. The freaking Raiders. I should have known this. Any team that plays the 49ers, the next week they do not cover and they stink. And the Raiders stunk. Uh, the Chiefs blew them out. So that cost me my Lock of the Week. However, the Daniel Jones under back from Week 1. Uh, did cash, so I think that puts me. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I think it puts me at nine and ten, and I think you're also nine and ten because yep. the Jags did not cover. So, yep. um, keeping it going in the playoffs, I'm gonna kick it off with a nice little two-team parlay that plays that pays plus one hundred three. Give me the Cowboys on the money line. I don't want to get shafted by the Cowboys somehow only winning by two. Uh, this minus one forty parlay with the Buffalo Bills on the money line. They're gonna crush the Dolphins. Take care of business. That pays plus one hundred three. Man, Money Mike, what's your lock of the week? Wow, that's nice, dude. A parlay, a playoff parlay lock of the week to try to get yourself back to 500 on the year. That is bold, and I like it a lot, my man. Yeah, I, you know, this is, uh, this is playoff, uh, you know, playoff football. Um, it's it's going to be tight, you know. Things are going to be different, uh, you know, than you think. But I am rolling with the biggest spread of the week. <laughs> You give me Bills minus 11 at home against Skyler Thompson cryptocurrency Dolphins <laughs> going down in the same way that cryptocurrency did. You're just crashing <laughs> straight through the floor, dude. And uh, I got the Bills running away with this one, uh, 44 nothing. Uh, <laughs> the overheads, dude. The overheads. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right, now taking us to our closeout segment, Diaper Dad Dyers. I'll go ahead and kick it off. So, of course, you know, Chittam and Kramer are in Turkey. Um, the, the, the funny update I got or funny tidbit this week is that Kramer has found the chocolate. Um, oh. his, his mom, him and his mom's side of the family, clearly this is genetic. It, it passed down to Kramer, but they're addicted to chocolate. Uh, Chittam's grandma, so, you know, Kramer's great-grandma, um, eats chocolate all day, every day. 
and got stashes everywhere. And Kramer found a stash. And he's just like, he's not even asking. He's just saying, I'm going to get some chocolate. And he just goes, got like chocolate all over his face. Oh. It's it's messy. It's uh, it's beautiful, but it's a disaster at the same time. So Kramer Wait. is uh, going to be diabetic by three. Dude, that is so damn funny, man. Did, did Chittum say, like, is it making him, like, like hyper, like anything like that? You know, that kind of Dude, stuff? the brutal combination of, like, 400 grams of sugar on, like, a 25-pound two-year-old combination with a nine-hour time change... Oh man, he's not sleeping at all, dude. He's he's got sleep deprivation. You throw that in there, it's the it's one away from the quad trap, dude. It's uh, it's 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 a lot, dude. It's a lot. Whew. Tip of the cap to Chittum, dude. Oh, That's... dude, mother of the year. It's only January. Oh man, dude, that is a lot. Oh, that's great. Well, I um. You know we're in Vegas and uh, in Valley and Elena are back in uh, in back in Portland and, and you know that in itself I guess really is my diaper dad diary is just uh, you know another tip of the cap to the moms man Elena's there she's doing it solo and uh, it's it's been real cute she's been sending videos and stuff and it's just funny how your kids change like how their behaviors can be different like when she's like only with me I know how she is. Like when she's only with Elena, Elena's been reporting back on all this, you know, stuff that she's doing. They've been doing all kinds of stuff. Elena's great on activities. They like took her to the zoo, but the video she's sending, it's just like, I'm, it's like I'm watching a different kid. She's just like, so just like cute and precious and she's being so nice to Elena. So Valley, <laughs> one day you'll grow up and listen to this. And I just want to say thank you for making this easy on your mother so that I can be guaranteed future Vegas trips. <laughs> like, if I had left and she was, like, an absolute terror, I'd be like, no, I'm sorry, like, you kids can't go on trips anymore. Uh, uh, but that did not happen. So. That's an interesting angle, dude. I thought you were going to be, like, upset about, like, or, like, somehow, like, you're a bad dad because she's so bad for you. I could care less. As long as I can get away for a few days. Oh, boy. But you're absolutely right, dude. Props to all the moms out there, yes. and uh, particularly uh, Elena and Chim for co-moms co, co of the year, but... Uh, Mamity Mike, I think that's the whole rundown. Of course, we already talked about a Natty Championship game. We're taking the under if we like money or the over if we like fun. So I guess TBD on what we actually take. Uh, but I think we're both on the same page and like in uh, Georgia by a million. Yep. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I think that is going to recap. That's going to do it for Season 3, Episode number 20. How do you want to close this out? Yeah, as always, Big Bad Brent, I appreciate you. I appreciate our little listeners. Man, tip of the cap to a regular season, another regular season under our belts headed into the playoffs i am absolutely pumped to continue stacking some ched i think we can tweet out uh what we end up betting on the uh, college football championship tonight so make sure you look out for that on our twitter at it's a lock podcast no apostrophes and if you feel like send us an email it's a lock podcast at gmail.com to let us know what your plans are for the postseason we'd appreciate it we'll talk about it on the show and my man, I cannot wait to do it again next time. It, you're absolutely right, dude. It has been great doing this live. Um, I wish we could do it more live. But uh, with that being said, I do want to give a quick shout out. I, I just had, I just remembered. I, I posted a tweet. You know, if you're not following us, you're missing out on the opportunity to win some cheddar. And shout out to uh, Mick Larity for picking the Lions to upset the Packers. So as long as Georgia just on the money line wins tonight, Mick Larity is just going to walk away, which is like sixty-two dollars for just listening to the podcast. Hey, yo, we appreciate you tweeting at us. Yeah, thanks for following. Thanks for listening. And, of course, Mad Money Mike, thanks for uh, hosting this with me. That's going to do it. Season 3, episode number 20. It's a lock podcast in the books. It's a lock. Peace.
That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.